Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, South Bay Spotlight, on January 30th, 2020. Live, love, laugh and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do This just segment that. of the South Bay Show is brought to you by Your Actualized Visions. A local advertising agency, Your Actualized Visions offers all your advertising needs under one roof. From logo design, business cards, banners, and signage, to online services such as website design, SEO management, promotional videos, reputation management, and loyalty promotions, you name it and your actualized visions will handle it for you on time and under budget. Built on the needs of their clients, your actualized visions is competitively priced and economical, saving you money and greatly enhancing your bottom line. At Your Actualized Visions, customer service is all local with one point of contact. No more dealing with robo-answering machines, getting the runaround, or speaking to someone in another country. Your Actualized Visions understands your hyper-local advertising needs and focuses on bringing you real clients. They do not buy likes, followers, or fake results. Your campaigns are real, built with real community followers who want to purchase your services and products. The only thing standing in the way of your company's success is you now picking up the phone right now and calling your actualized visions at 310-413-8773. To learn more about what your actualized visions can do for you and your company, visit the website at youractualizedvisions.com. Your actualized visions, your dreams today, not someday. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. And of course, I'm not alone because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com and executive producer of The South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, how are you? I am well today, Joe. How are you doing? I, I'm so excited about this weather. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a really nice uh, uh, weekend. We can always call it the weekend, right? The weekend starts on Thursday. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I made that official about 10 years ago. The weekend starts on Thursday, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, they said that they said it's going to be up into the 80s. Uh, on Saturday and Sunday, so it's going to be an absolutely gorgeous uh, Super Bowl weekend. Super Bowl, super, yeah, Super Bowl, yeah, Super yeah. weekend, yeah, super. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. So, I'm very excited. Very uh, um, good, and you know what? Well, I wanted to. I just there's something what? I wanted to mention to you. Um, you saw, uh, I'm sure you saw my post or my weekend guide a couple of weeks ago that uh, Shea Melange is closing. 
uh, you know, Chez Melange Boozy okay. in Riviera Village. Yeah, after 37 years in business, they are closing their doors. Much deserved retirement, although I'm not exactly sure if Robert is retiring. I, I'm hearing that he's going in on another restaurant, a steakhouse, um, so I'm not exactly sure about that. But anyway, mm-hmm. Shea mm-hmm. is closing, all right? And I, as right, soon right. as I, I got that press release, I think it was a Monday night. It was late. It was like eight or nine o'clock, and I got this press release, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe they're closing." You know, on the one hand, you're really super mm-hmm. sad, but on the other, as they said, much deserved retirement, right? Um, and I posted it first thing mm-hmm. the next morning. Oh, by the way, the response was unbelievable. The the response on social right. media. Uh, you know, I you know I put it every place. You know, I I put it on all the different platforms I use. In addition to, I have several Facebook groups that I belong to, um, and 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 it gets posted to all of those. You know, there's dozens of them. Uh, but the one post I did on on the South Bay by Jackie Facebook page got mm-hmm. over fifteen thousand engagements. That was just one what? post on one Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over fifteen thousand. I've never well, had a response like that to any post. And right, I right. can't. Well, I, I can't talking... see the numbers. You you can only see the numbers on your own pages. You can't see the numbers on other pages that you post to. So right. um I, so right. uh, yeah, I gotta believe it's 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 probably closer to thirty or forty thousand if you add them all up, but. Uh, anyway, as soon as I as soon as I posted that information, I immediately sent an email to Michael Franks, the owner, one of the partners in Shea Melange, and I said, you know, I told him I said I was devastated, but I said I have to get you on the show before you close. I have to get you and Robert on the show. We've had Michael on before, but Robert's never been on. So I said, you know, I wrote an email. I mm-hmm. said you have he, and and then I I sent a follow up email. He never got back to me. So last night. <laughs> I stormed into Shea Lodge and I confronted him. I said, Michael, I said, I said, did you not get my email or are you ignoring me? Uh, and he said, Jackie, I didn't get the, it's been, it's been, it's been a madhouse down there since they made this announcement and it's just been crazy. So I, I said to him, look, I said, I've got to get you and Robert on the show before you close the doors. And they're going to close by the end of February. You know, they didn't say we're closing on mm-hmm. February 29th. It's some somewhere in February they're closing. So I gave them two mm. dates to choose from. I said, please get back to me tomorrow so we can schedule it. Right. So we are going to have them on. And, um, again, I'm very excited, but I'm very sad. So that's my news. Well, I would hope if they're going to go out uh, like a blazing star, they would go out on February 29th. Because then, yeah. you know, people wouldn't have to suffer that every year. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. yeah, yeah. The leap year, February twenty ninth. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. you know, as I said, the, the place is just a madhouse. You know, uh, you know, they always had a robust business. I, you know, the, the fine dining restaurant, you know, in the back. They have custom, you know, customers for it's over 37 years. You know, they had him and Robert had Michael and Robert had restaurants before Chez Melange. You know, so they they have a following that is you know 50 decades, uh, 50 years. You know, five decades worth of clients right. that have been coming in to eat in right. their restaurants. Um, and the front room boozy well, Jackie, is such. Now it's now it's 
now it's children and grandchildren that remember. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And and, and not only that, you know, the, uh, they have several employees that have worked there for decades. You know, so so they, yeah. as I yeah. they know they know that varies. You know, several generations of, of their clients' families. Right. Um, but anyway, but Boozy, right. the front bar, is such a neighborhood place. It it I mean. Mm-hmm. Every time you go in there, you run into somebody you know. They, you know they know your name, um, at, but as I said, I was in there last night, and even the bar tables are being reserved. Everybody is making reservations to get in there before they close. Uh, last night, I saw a huge mm. group of people come. They took like all the bar tables and they and they put them all together. Um, and I actually already have three nights that I'm going to be going there with different friends. You know, we're like, come on, we got to get in there, we got to get in there. So. Anyway, that was just my my news is that I I cornered Michael and I got him to agree to come on the show again. Well, that's wonderful. Great news and uh, wow, yeah, so many different things about uh, where we are in the South Bay sort of time frame are changing. Uh, lots of things are just staying the same, but a lot of things are changing. I can't believe. Uh, it's kind of scary. I mean, you know, <laughs> a $4 billion corporation, they, they're running out of space in the South Bay. They're taking over every Who, office what space, you, it looks what you, like. Wait, what are you talking about? I'm sorry, your mic went out for a minute. I Ske- didn't hear what you were Ske- talking about. Oh, oh Skechers, yeah, yeah, yeah. They Skechers, have to space. They're yeah. growing like mad. It's crazy. Yeah, well, you know, it's a but, robust economy. Yeah. But as no, you know, as you said, yeah. it's it said too that you know, they're, they're, you know, cha- you know, I'm generally okay with change. You know, there there are a lot of people that just don't like change. You know, they fight against it. You know, all mm-hmm. the time, and and that just gives mm-hmm. you agita. You know, you got you got to roll with things. But you know, the last couple of months, <laughs> there there have been several places that have closed their doors. Smaller businesses generally, uh, a Bass Kitchen closed. Um, I just heard earlier this week that uh, up in up in Malaga Cove, that there's a group of shops called the Collective. Uh, two of those, Jeffrey Scott Vintage and 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 Mixed, are closing. Um, it, it, there have been. A, 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 did you know Hermosa Beach Fish Shop closed? Hermosa Beach Fish Shop on the corner. Yeah. Of the PCA. I, yeah. 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 They, I'm shocked. Joe, your mic is acting up. Joe, Joe your your mic oh, is acting up. It's I'm going sorry. in and out, and it's it's annoying me. Um, you got to fix the mic yeah. thing. And, is that better? Yeah. Well, it sounds yeah. better, but as I said, you were going in and out. So, um, anyway, so a lot of lot of change, you know. Which, you know, as I said, on the one hand, it makes you sad that some of these places are closing, but again, you know, you have to you have to roll, you know. So anyway, we got to get to our show. We got we got to get to today's uh today's show. Well, today's show, ladies and gentlemen, is another example of of the truly global reach that each one of us has in our daily lives and uh, this shop in particular focuses our attention on. Uh, Jackie, who are our guests today? Okay, our guests this morning are Tom Hofarth and Karen Brandhorst from 10,000 Villages in Redondo Beach's Riviera Village. 
Now, Karen Brandhorst is a volunteer board member and current board member uh, and current board president of the nonprofit 10,000 Villages in the South Bay. She graduated from Cornell University with a degree in design and environmental analysis and later earned an MBA in marketing from Fairleigh Dickinson University. She enjoyed a career that began in product design and culminated in the marketing and sales of educational software systems to school districts throughout the country. After retiring from full-time work in 2010, Karen sought meaningful volunteer opportunities. She's a volunteer Blue Zones restaurant ambassador with Beach City's Health District, helping to promote healthy dining options in the South Bay. For the past eight years, Karen has worked at the Chadwick Academy Summer Camp, teaching cooking to young campers. Karen is also a board member of the Panhellenic Alumni Association of the South Bay, a group of sorority alumni women who raise funds for college scholarships for young women from the South Bay. But the majority of her volunteer bandwidth is dedicated to helping staff and support the operations of the 10,000 Villages Fair Trade Retail Store in Redondo Beach. Now, Tom Hoforth, he's going to have to help me with the pronunciation once he gets on here, uh, is one of the founding board members and current vice board board president of the nonprofit 10,000 Villages. He has a journalism degree from USC and has been a sports writer in Southern California since 1980, starting at the South Bay Daily Breeze and a long run at the Los Angeles Daily News in the San Fernando Valley. He is currently a freelance writer for the Los Angeles Times, Long Beach Post, and Angeles News, as well as the Los Angeles Business Journal and Sports Business Journal. Tom and his wife, Rhonda, were part of a small group that launched 10,000 Villages in Redondo Beach in the summer of 2014, two years after establishing the nonprofit status and raising donations for the store to come into being in Riviera Village. So, Joe, as we mentioned uh, this morning, we're going to learn what makes 10,000 Villages so unique and how, why, and what the shop supports. Karen, Tom, welcome to the program. We're so glad you could join us this morning. Thank you. Thank you for having us. goes without saying that, you know, um, people are looking for better ways to live. Now, uh, uh, I'll upset by saying I know for a fact that uh, the reason we see so many Teslas in Southern California is not because people are uh, so extremely concerned about the environment, but they need to drive in the HOV lane when they are by themselves. This is why there are so many Teslas in Southern California. But beyond that, Tom, I mean, people are looking for a way to live their life in harmony with their values, aren't they? Well, I drive an all-electric car, and obviously the first reason is that advantage of getting in the carpool lane, but that's just our way of thinking, I and, and it goes to towards our ethical establishment of this 10,000 Villages store, which is very ethically based and helping dozens of women's groups mostly around the world. Um, so in a nutshell, I think that you can have the mindset. It, there's benefits of having uh, thinking ecology, thinking recycling, thinking upcycling, as we like to call it at our store. But uh, the benefits that we see every day in our store um, supersede anything that you can find in any other shop, I think, around. Mm-hmm. Mm. How, uh, Karen, how, uh, I don't know about the breakdown in how, who's the buyer, who's the store decorator. How do you break that down, Tom? Um, I'm sorry, Joe, were you addressing that to me? 
<laughs> well, yes, Karen, please. Okay, you said Tom at the end, so just checking, just checking. Well, um, <laughs> we, um, you know, in addition to supporting artisans around the world and having products that are ethically sourced um, and also made from sustainable resources, we also have um, – a large number of volunteer staff, but we have a store manager, as any retail shop would, and um, we're connected to our national nonprofit. We're a nonprofit, but we're connected to a um, larger 10,000 Villages national nonprofit, and we get the benefit of um, their decades-long relationships with artisan groups in over 30 countries around the world, and their um, product development support of those artisan groups. So um, our manager is presented with the options of the new products that um, National 10,000 Villages introduces to us every month. And we um, try all the new products, and then we learn what works best in the South Bay because what um, what's uh, appealing to ethically inclined consumers in Pennsylvania might not be appealing to our customers in Riviera Village in the South Bay. So, um, and we, we, our manager is in charge of the um, displays and all of that, but our volunteers help every day with uh, things like checking inventory, definitely um, serving customers and answering their questions and being knowledgeable on our product and our artisan stories, but they also... Um, they also help with the displays, and so it's really um, according to what their interests are. No, no. So you mentioned. I, I, I have a quick question, Joe. I have a quick question. Well, so, Karen, okay. is it sure. is it a is it a franchise model? Well, I know um, you, you know you had posed that question in your in uh, one of your emails, and I, I guess I would say, and Tom's uh, welcome to uh, chime in on this after I clarify it, but um, I'd say it's a franchise with a difference. We are um, an independent nonprofit here in the South Bay, and we have a contract with the national nonprofit. So we're a franchise, but we're a franchise of a business that's focused on global good, and that has sprung from very unconventional roots, you know, in its founding. It was founded by a, um, a Mennonite missionary's wife. Um, and remains um, very connected to the Mennonite Central Committee. So um, it's it's a business with the focus of giving back to artisans globally. Okay. Tom, did you yeah, have anything absolutely. to add a, to that? No, absolutely. It's a, it's a nonprofit retail store. You can sort of think of it as a Goodwill or a thrift store, which is kind of the business model. But, you know, once we have our, our salary managers – and our bills are paid, all the profits that we have go toward buying new merchandise for the store. And the, we can circle back to this later, but the fair trade element of our store is what makes us set apart, I think, from a lot of stores. And we couldn't – there are a lot of fair trade stores around the country, and 10,000 Villages is a leader in getting this business model out, uh, this business arrangement, which is designed to help the producers in these developing countries really achieve a better living condition. And – because of the, the, such a global stretch of this business model idea, we can't just do that by ourselves. We need the 10,000 villages' power and their experience to sort of uh, uh, their connection right. to all these different countries to get the product. And we are just the benefactor. We're the outlet for them. We get to pick what we want to sell and gear it toward our customers. But 
Right. We choose from a, a huge variety of items. All I right. love this model. Uh, I really love this model. And also, you know, Karen, you mentioned a very interesting state, Pennsylvania. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, um, we. I'm reminded of the Amish, and I'm reminded yes. of all of the people involved in the sort of, you know, I would say uh, help the Amish merchant, merchandise without changing their lifestyle uh, because it's part of the Amish lifestyle to do that merchandising, but if they mix in the wrong ways with the outside world, it can cause them uh, problems. <laughs> so um, yes. can you talk a little bit about <laughs> about your experience with that? Because there are other communities. I am also reminded of um, the Blue Ridge Mountains in Tennessee and and efforts by local uh entrepreneurs to to help those people create similar kinds of businesses. Can you talk about that? Um well I, I'm not I can't say I'm really expert in the Amish and Mennonite um, you know, uh roots or the focus of the business. Yeah. At this point yeah. some of the um the board members um are Mennonite, the national board members who we don't have contact with and and um you know some of the individuals in the Pennsylvania home office organization are, and of course they're based in that community and they have a lot of support from that community but um the impact and the reach of the business goes so far beyond that. I think it's just that they their values um you know the things that those two groups value. Um, and their um, religious focus helped them to establish this business that is um, aimed at global good. Right, right, beautiful. So, Tom, one of the things that that comes to mind as a businessman and as a uh, someone who knows a little bit about logistics is that this makes the life of a local retailer so much easier because you have a a larger organization sort of, you know, narrowing the funnel of new products. So you have less to choose from, but you have a, a um, you you know, you're assured of uh, sourcing and all of that, which is difficult globally. Well, in Riviera Village where we are, which is a great example of, of, a, of a little cove, you know, we talk about the history of Riviera Village and Shea Melange and Millie Rieras and all those great, companies and stores that have been there, they've all been great family stores. And we kind of feel like 10,000 Villages is kind of a perfect fit for that because we feel like we're part of that family, even though we do have a a larger logo and a larger reach. But the benefits we have is that we don't, you know, obviously with our volunteer core, we can uh, do a lot more things uh, in, 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 because the volunteers are so engaged in the product it's such an engaging place and it's, it's a magical place. Really it is because you can come in there and just sort of decompress from the world and smell the soaps and see all the great jewelry and the products that are made. It's like a museum store. And so we do have that access mm-hmm. and that uh, resources to, to be that kind of a thing. But I want to, I want to tell you too, because, because we are a nonprofit, we do have a board of directors and that's kind of what guides the store as well. It's kind of what shapes, what do we want to do? What are our, you know, how do we want to set up our budget? How do we want to exist in five and 10, 15 years? Because we have to look forward to those things. 
how do we keep a great relationship with our landlord who is has to be like-minded as well. He can't be this big profit-driven, this is my only space on Riviera Village, I need profits, I need to raise your rent. He is very like-minded in this unit. You have to have that whole community together because when we get together for our monthly board meetings, we read our vision and our mission statement. And I'll do that for you really quick. Our vision statement is that one day all the artists in developing countries are going to earn a fair wage, be treated with dignity and respect, and then be able to live a life of quality. And as our mission for our stories is create these opportunities for the artisans in developing countries to earn the income by bringing their products and their stories to our markets through long-term fair trading relationships. We want to get the products out there however it gets done. Our volunteers are our best shoppers. They're our best ambassadors, and that's how it kind of works. It just is this great domino right. effect. I have, I have to tell right. you a story that, that exemplifies that. Uh, several years ago, my husband and I traveled to Africa. We were over there for a month, and we bought a ton of goods while we were there. Uh, you know, masks, spears, you know, just all of this great stuff. Um, and when we returned home, um, we we we, rede- we we redecorated our home to you know make all of these pieces that we bought over there, you know, kind of the showcase, right? You know, that, you know, our, our house is filled with African art. And when we were, when we were hanging things, when we were placing things, we had bought three spears, three different spears from three different tribes. And they are works of art. And when we were placing them on the wall, we realized we needed one more. You know, it was like, oh, we only have three. We really needed four. And so we went online and we were looking for an additional spear to fill that space. And let me tell you something. What we paid for it here, it was insane compared to what we paid for it there. Uh, we, got, we bought these mm-hmm. goods much cheaper over there. But I guess what happens is there are middlemen who buy them cheap over there, just raise mm-hmm. the price ridiculously and and sell them over mm. here. Um so so mm. yeah, there's money being made, but it's not necessarily going into the pocket of the artist. It, Tom, is that is that kind of a good example? Well, under the fair trade business model, the artisans are paid a fair wage, a living wage, whatever that is for their country, for their community. So what yes, what what happens a lot is when a, a company in America gets a hold of these products from overseas. They have to to charge for shipping and, and having a brick and mortar store. They have employees. They have a lot of things that they obviously have to raise the price for. So in our business model, we have relationship with all these artisans, probably, you know, dozens of countries around and the 10,000 villages representatives work with them to develop a product that'll, that'll sell in America, whether it's a different color trend or something with a wall hanging. So they pay them half, the wage up front and then they pay them the other half of the agreement when the product is finished so they don't have to worry about getting paid it's now it's on us to get this product sold and to get it to get it circulated into the into the economy so what <laughs> they are guaranteed is getting uh, uh not having to take out a loan to make a lot of their product and they are museum quality uh, pieces it, it's it's just amazing so it's, it's really a business model that, that, that favors them 
and it puts them in the spotlight, and it's it's mainly it advocates it, it does take out middlemen, and, but it gives them a higher compensation. So as a result, they can start their own business, they can bring in employees, they can help their village and their local economy, they can put their kids through school, they can stay out of human trafficking, mm. health insurance, and it's really it's 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 such a global relationship that it's based on respect and transparency, and it's really to create an equality and an earning power for everybody. Okay. All right. And, and, I, I, um, liked, we, I, we I like. I like. I like it. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, and Tom, we didn't even mention this word very often, but it's the 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 key power of this idea is the power of the of the market, the power of uh, economies to make things better, and we we need to use that more. And uh, this is something that you find in some of the best uh, markets out there um, that you can use them for good. And uh, that's, that's, that's wonderful. I mean, you can buy shoes and clothes and handbags and, and do good. Well, it's very ethically based, and it, it, is, it does help a lot of women's groups. And the store really is basically driven by women customers and the other part about this is today's shoppers, I think, are very more ethically in tune with what am I buying. I don't want just another thing to put in my house. I want to make sure it came from something special. And so when you buy something at our store, you also get a card that explains who the artisan is, what their uh, company is about, where this goes. And so you're not just buying an item. You're buying a story. You're buying a whole issue. Uh, and, and as you're giving this gift away to somebody – where it's a housewarming gift, a, a wedding gift, you're showing them as well, this is what I'm about. I'm about this gift, and I'm about making a bigger impact in the world. Right. right. Absolutely, and that's, right. uh, that's something that we get all of our volunteers involved in, and, um, and they're really passionate about the stories behind the products, and they really love to share that with customers. I love mm-hmm. that. I love. I love how you, you described it perfectly as a museum store. It is. It's very much like a museum store. You go in there. You're getting things you can't get anyplace else. Right. It's like a gallery. I mean, for uh, the, we get these carved metal oil drums from Haiti, from Haiti, and that's what they use. They, everyone uses sort of what is their environment. You know, what's their natural resource? What can they use with clean dyes and keep their environment? clean so that in haiti there's these oil drums and they carve these beautiful sculptures out of them we get this this jewelry from cambodia that's made from recycled bomb casings i mean this is a a, a country that's dealt with a lot of war and now they go out and they pull these bomb cases and they make these jewelry so it becomes like a a symbol of peace there's there's tagua nut in ecuador that you can use instead of plastic um, there are bicycle chains and, and circuit boards that can be made into boxes and clocks and statues. And this is on top of the coffee and the soap and the chocolates. Those are all real popular things that people come in and, you know, replenish on a weekly basis. But when you're looking for something that, uh, that's really going to make a difference, we have this olive oil from the Dead Sea that is made by a women's group from Galilee and Jewish women and Arabic women. They work together to make this soap. And you, you can't get that anywhere else. It's just it's everything that has such a great story behind it. I love that. I love that, Joe. Wonderful. We need to uh, take we need to take a station break. I guess we do, ladies and gentlemen. 
You are listening to the South Bay Show. We bring this show to you every week, every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. and every Friday morning at 8 a.m. We are live, and we are live talking about the best and the most unique and the most interesting and the most impactful in your life uh, things that are happening around us here in the South Bay. On Thursday morning, it's South Bay Spotlight, and that includes the entire South Bay from El Segundo to the Hill. And then there is, uh, and then out, of course, to Torrance. And then there is uh, Fridays at 8 a.m. We're proudly sponsored by the Manhattan Beach Chamber for Manhattan Beach Chamber 360. And this is covering all those same topics but with a special emphasis on Manhattan Beach, the city, and Manhattan Beach Chamber members as businesses. So please join us. If you can't join us live, you can always find us in podcasts. Just say, hey, Siri, play the South Bay Show podcast, or hey, Google, or Alexa. We're, uh, we're live with all of the uh, smart speaker technology out there. So, Jackie, um, whenever I do that, my, my Google Home in my, my bedroom goes off. <laughs> um, these smart speakers, yeah, they're I mean, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's funny you said that. And, you know, I meant to ask you, go, I'm going off on a tangent here, um, why did it take so long for us to get on those platforms? Jackie, I wish I knew. I don't know what the impetus was. I... I have to say that um, I'm, I can't think of what the impetus was. We've been doing a few new things, but uh, ultimately it's, it's being uh, blessed by iTunes. It's a, it's a okay. blessed by iTunes moment. Once you are your RSS feed, really simple um, uh, RSS, yeah, uh, really simple syndication. Once that's approved by iTunes, uh, of course, Siri, you're live in Siri. And once you're live in Siri, um, the others pick you up uh, immediately because that means you're you're somebody. Boy, oh, boy. Oh, I guess the South Bay Show podcast is going places, huh? Well, I, I, I haven't seen the effect on our numbers quite yet, but I am very, very, very hopeful that it's going to make it a lot easier for people. Oh, all right, and all right. Easy well, is good. okay. All right, I just needed to ask about that. Hey, Karen, I wanted to ask about, um, you, you know, after speaking to you for the last half hour, we get what 10,000 Villages is. I get, you know, because yeah. a lot of times I like to ask people about the name of the business. Um, uh, you know, so that's obvious from our conversation so far. But uh, you mentioned the Mennonites started this. Um, do, did they start this? with the intention of including their villages? Like, were they doing this? No, like, hey, I, I don't believe so, really. Um, we, we actually have a uh, children's book in the store, in our store, um, that tells the story of Edna Ruth Baylor, who was a Mennonite missionary wife, and um, she and her husband were stationed in um, Puerto Rico, and she saw the beautiful um, embroidered embroidery work, whether tablecloths or other items, that women there were making because it was something that probably they had done for decades and the skill had been passed down through generations. And But um, the 
the local market there really couldn't uh, afford to pay the price that these beautiful handmade pieces were worth. And so she just had the idea for that she would bring a lot of the product back to Pennsylvania, and she would sell it, and then she would um, bring the proceeds back to them. And uh, as the story goes, she started selling out of her station wagon. So this was, it, she started in uh, 1947, I believe, 46 or 47. So in the 50s, she was traveling around Pennsylvania with these handmade products in her station wagon, and um, mm. it grew from there. It mm. became a, a small shop and went through some different names and, um, you know, developed into the larger organization that it is today. Wow. Right. One person. I can add the story about the 10,000 Villages if you like. Yes. The name is actually, it's from a Mahatma Gandhi quote, and because he said that every village, in every village, there are people that want to build a meaningful life with dignity who bring beautiful culture worth sharing. So if we multiplied that village idea by 10,000, it represents the world that we're trying to build. So there is more to the name than I thought. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And just being in Riviera Village, I think, is kind of a perfect fit. Riviera Village is the best. You know, it's so funny. I read an article several years ago in, um, oh, gosh, it was either the Easy Reader or the Beach Reporter, and and they, and they there was some discussion about something village, Manhattan Village or something, and he said, look it, the only village in the South Bay is Riviera Village. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. All right. You know, Manhattan Village is village. I live in the Hollywood Riviera, so I just walk down there all the time. It's such a great place. Well, we should know each other, Tom, because so do I, and I walk everywhere. <laughs> well, or, or I'm on my, or I'm on my bike. You, you know, chances are most people see me on my bike because my my bike is a little flamboyant. It's very pink. So, um, yeah, no, I'll no, it, 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 hmm. it, it's it's a terrific. You're in a terrific location. You know, lo, what do they say in real estate, Joe? Location. 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 <laughs> That's right. That's right. And um, believe me, we everything. spent we spent many years before we opened the store. I mean, we had to do two or three years of just fundraising, and we've looked at all different areas of the South Bay. We wanted to call ourselves Ten Thousand Villages South Bay to cover as much as possible, but this was just such a perfect fit. And and then again, like I said, finding the perfect uh, owner who was involved in the mission as well. You, that's really an important thing in getting it started. And actually, there's, so there's another yeah. store in Pasadena that really helped us get started. And we would love to pay this forward. We'd love some, uh, some other city like Long Beach or Venice or Santa Monica to get involved in this and, and open up a store as well, and we could all work together. Yeah, you now, could have Tom, one down on, to on Second Street. <clears throat> Go ahead, Jack. Uh, you, you, mentioned mm-hmm. the fact that, you mentioned the fact that your owner is on your side, and that is key, critical. Because Absolutely. I can't tell you how many businesses that I'm thinking of in Hermosa. I've lived in, in the South Bay in Hermosa the longest and uh, where they have been pushed out or they have been severely impacted by owners raising rents. What else can you do? I mean, is there way, any way but buying your own place to affect that? Well, that is an option, but I think – and when you're when you're looking through this, you have to sort of figure out: is this a family-owned building? I mean, is, is that, have they invested in this space because they're going to profit from it for the rest of their lives, and it has an income for them? 
We have an owner that owns several places in Rivera Village. He's been there a very long time. He's helped sort of change the face of it. He owned a gas station that was across the street. Now it's a Japanese restaurant. He's owned the building that we're in as well as the other two spots next to us. Um, so he's seen the change. He's seen the restaurants come in, which has been great for upgrading the pedestrian traffic, but it changes the place a little bit. I mean, where we used to have the Drexel drugstore on the corner there, Rivera Village is now another restaurant. And, and he said when this place opened, I don't know if you remember the old Threads. It was called Threads Men's Store. This is where our, our place is on Catalina Avenue. And it was oh, a very yeah. popular store. Hmm. But, but when he left, he, he got bids for, let's make this, uh, you know, another uh, coffee shop or something else. We already have the coffee cartel. We have great, you know, food places around. He wanted something that was a little more sustainable. And when we told him what we were doing, he said, this is it. I got to be involved in this. And this is how he could help us. There's, that's why it takes a village to make 10,000 villages work. You have to have so many people on board. I love that. Is, I love is that. he yeah, involved? Yeah, yeah. I mean, does he have a financial incentive? Not really. No, this is all from his heart. No. I mean, this is all he wants to be part of this. I mean, we have a very basic agreement with our rent in, in different cycles, and he's always been on board and always been supportive and, and whatever he can do to help promote it and everything else. It's, and it's, we're just so lucky to have that. You know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. balance is everything, you know, in, 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 a, in a retail area. Uh, we've seen other parts of the South Bay in particular where it's just all women's clothing boutiques or all bars and restaurants. Uh, you have to, you have to keep a, night, a, a good balance. Um, you know, Torrance, you know, t- downtown Torrance has a nice balance. You know, they have yeah, they have a real uh, downtown area. I mean, you, you know, shops that you really don't see in places like downtown Manhattan Beach or in Hermosa anymore, um, you know, where you can, you can, a lighting shop or, or an upholstery place mm. or, you know, so, you know, things oh, that yeah. people, you know, use, need that they don't have to go to a big, big box store necessarily. And, and, and 10,000 villages in Riviera really bring something completely unique. There's nothing else like it. You know, yeah. I you know right. you're you, you're you, you've, you've along with several other businesses, you know, in Riviera Absolutely. Village. You know, we we have a little cooking store. You know, I'm still waiting for somebody to go in and do a bookstore. Um, <laughs> oh, I love Bookstores might be tough, but your Manhattan Beach Pages is yeah. doing well, correct? So, um, but yeah. we love yeah. we love also that um, at the you know you were saying it's so nice to be able to go to a village area a small shopping area and not go to the malls or the big box stores and so you know of course the holidays are a really important period for us as they're for all retailers and we love that you know there's been a, a strong trend that people just love to come to the village and shop and it um it certainly helps us and we try to create a really welcoming environment for that you know it's funny you mention that because Riviera Village between they have the big Halloween uh, yeah. retreat uh, event, and then they have the holiday stroll. And I, I've never uh, been involved in retail, but I always cringe when I think of all those people squeezing into the store, and I just think about them knocking things over. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely <laughs> has to be managed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's a so lot of fun. many. Well, especially especially for the uh, summer festival, you know, that always happens yes. in the last weekend of June. And we were so lucky to open that weekend because, 
the buses that were bringing people from South High and dropping them off were dropping off right in front of our store, and we said, hey, welcome. Come on in. This is, we're just opening. And we were lucky nice. enough to have people like, like Karen, who became a customer, started as a customer, learned about what was going on, became involved in our marketing, and now look at what she's done in, in a short period of time. This is exactly what we want to do is get more people involved, um, and, and it's so easy to do. Yeah, so I was a volunteer a who over 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 exceed, exceeded my expectations <laughs> or something like that. But um, yes. but yeah, I mean we we just celebrated our five year anniversary last June, so it was uh, at the time of the Rivera Village Festival that was our five year anniversary. So it's and not we, just about getting getting people into shop. It's you're talking about getting people in to be a part of it. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. We have. We have a sign-up sheet right at our um, register stand, and we we always welcome new volunteers. Um, and so volunteers can sign up, and once a month we have an orientation, and a one-hour orientation, and then we have a a, a structured uh, training program. But um, we we get a lot of customers who come into the store, and then they start talking to us, and then they decide maybe they'd like to volunteer, and um, they can volunteer as, as little as uh, – two shifts a month, so that would be like two, three-hour periods over a month's time. And they get a very nice discount when they shop, too. Yes. (laughs) That's always important, the employee discount. But you know something? You're also providing another service. It's like you're almost like uh, retraining. You know, there are a lot of people, whether, you know, maybe they're trying to get back into the workforce, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe they've never worked in retail, you know, they get an opportunity to volunteer a couple of times a month, and then they get experience under their belt. Uh, and and you know, you know, you know, mothers coming back from raising their kids. You know, uh, um, uh, seniors that you know maybe retired from their full time job, but they want to stay busy, uh, learn something new. I I think it's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. We also recruit through the um, the college counselors at the high schools, and we have mm-hmm. um, every year. We have a number of high school volunteers. Of course, they cycle out after two years, but that's, um, you know, important for their resumes for college to have some volunteering experience. And they come in um, Mm -hmm. pretty shy, um, not great at customer service, and they leave with a lot more confidence after two years. So Absolutely. Well, the problem, the the, the incident, too, is having a board of directors that keep the store alive. It's not an owner. so we need people who have experience in business and HR and marketing and education. And we need all those people to keep the store vibrant and relevant going forward. And, and because if, the, if we don't have those people who are, have a vision on how to take the store to, the, to, to keep it sustainable, we, the store can't operate. I mean, it's, it, it, it's, an odd, it's an odd combination. It's very mission-driven, but it's also a business. And you don't, if you don't have the money, you can't do the mission. If you don't have the mission... The money doesn't make any sense in the, in the whole business scheme. So we're always looking for people who have experience that can help us keep this going forward. That, that's terrific. That's terrific. Now, I, ha- I must ask about your annual rug event. You just recently had it. You, uh, I, I noticed that somebody from your organization sends me uh, your big event uh, things that I post to my website, and this year you expanded it. You not just you not only had the rug event in the store, but you also did an event like a week or two earlier at American Martyrs in Manhattan Beach. Can you talk a little bit about that? Tom, would you like well, to yeah, lead was, on that? 
yeah, it was. Some, I'm, I'm a member of the church, and I always thought that this would be an interesting thing. It, it's funny how we realize when we're in Redondo Beach how the folks in Manhattan Beach will not often come that extra six miles south and visit <laughs> yeah. the shore. So, it, it's a whole new territory for them. I understand it's a whole new zip code. They have to understand they're leaving right. their, you know, their environment. So we have to take this to them. So right. we every year. Before the store even opened, we have a an alternative gift market where we would take our product to American Martyrs before Thanksgiving and let the people get exposed to it and shop. And so the rug of it was just an extension of that where we have a relationship with a company called Boonyard, and they travel around the country with their rugs. Again, they're based in Pennsylvania. And we said, what if we can add an extra week and they can take this to – the new expanded facility of American Martyrs and let the parishioners come and shop, you know, as they're coming out of church and the community, we put up all these great signs and we really did. It was really fantastic to see the people who are working with home decor uh, professionals and see these rugs and go, Oh, this is going to make a great, you know, addition to your house. This is going to improve the value. We're trying to work with real estate people and with home decor professionals and to see the value of these rugs. And then, this last week, we moved them to our store in Redondo Beach, and this week, they're at the Pasadena store. So hopefully, this will be uh, an annual event every January. We want people to kind of keep that in mind. Save your money if you want to invest in these rugs. They're made from families in Pakistan, again, the fair trade model. So they're very high quality, and I have three of them in my home, and I think every one of our board members now you know, has something because they're just so fantastic, and they, they hold their value. And so... We want them to sort of keep that on the radar because this is an investment. And some people will see the rugs this year and go, all right, I'm saving up next year when you come back. You know, I'm going to buy more. But the event in Manhattan Beach was fantastic. You, you know, it's so funny, Tom, that you, that you started off. <laughs> you, know, it, you know, seriously, that, that's why I started my website. That, that was my mission when I started my website was to get people out of their bubble. Because <laughs> Good. Every, Everybody is guilty of it. People in El Segundo, like, stay in El Segundo. People in Manhattan Beach, stay in Manhattan Beach. People in Torrance. It's, it was making me crazy because there's so <laughs> many fantastic events throughout the South Bay, you know, and especially around the holidays. You know, people tend to just do, you know, the thing in their backyard, but they're missing out on all of these other fantastic events. You know, so and, and and around the holidays, I always you know post something to the effect of, you know, I know you have your favorite events you sh- you go to every year, but maybe you should try something different, you know, because you're missing something. Absolutely. Um, and it's, it's yeah, it's the same thing with 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 your and I was I was wondering how that how that came about. So you have a relationship with Amer- American Martyrs, but I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot. All of our volunteers come from a lot of them come from different faith-based churches. So this is the other great thing about our churches, our, our, about our store, is that we become like a gathering place for different religious backgrounds. So our another church, a Presbyterian church, a Lutheran church, they may have an event like this as well. And it's just great to see how we also have worked together for the common good. It's 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 a amazing model to watch in progress. And when we were first starting this. We wondered, God, will people catch on to this? Will they buy into this thing? And it's really, you don't buy in physically with your dollars. You buy in with your heart and your mind, and then the dollars come later. And then it's just, what do we need to keep this going? And that's where all the, a lot of the churches come together. And so it's, it's, it's a very powerful thing to watch. 
And and Jackie, yeah. we we do leave our Redondo Beach bubble yeah. also um, any yeah. time of the year, but especially around the holidays, we uh, participate in events at different churches, different organizations, and we bring cases and cases of our product to them <laughs> to try to entice them back to Redondo Beach at a later time, but also you know to <laughs> expose them to these wonderful products from around the world. <laughs> yes, and we also work with groups, nonprofits, for them to come into our store, and we share in the profits. We try to do this this group buying, where we say, "Bring your bring your group into our store. We'll close the store for you. You shop, and we'll share in the profits." I mean, we want to share in everything. You know, Joe, we we've we've yeah. talked about this several times on the show. The 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 ability to be nimble, you know, um, and and smaller. Outfits can do it better than big outfits, which is very interesting to me, Tom. Because it, you're you're part of a big outfit. It's it's a big organization, um, and you have a board, and yet you're nimble enough to think outside the box and do stuff like that, which is very interesting. Well, it is. It really is a grassroots movement in each community where this is. I mean, there are stories in Chicago. But there are, there are some of the great stores around the country and are college towns like Ann Arbor, Michigan, and State College in Pennsylvania. So, and Iowa and, and and Seattle has one. And it's really is getting a group of people who can sustain it. And then you you get the word out and you you do these fundraisers. And then it becomes a natural organic thing that grows. And then it has stability because if you just decide I'm going to plant my store here and I'm going to make it work, it often you're either on the wrong street or the wrong corner. So you do all this investigation work. And as a group of volunteers who are invested in with their time, that makes a whole lot of sense and to do it right and to, and to keep it right. And also, Jackie, the national organization, besides, you know, all of the benefits from products, their product development and artisan relationships and all of that, they, they actually do a great job also of um, linking all of these different independent um, board-operated stores around the country, linking us together for communication and sharing right. information on best practices with us. So um, we do have that support, too, and it's great. We get the best it, of it, many worlds. You, you do. It, it's obviously a lot of thought went into this. I mean, Tom, I think you said you spent a couple of years raising funds and looking for a location. Right. Right. I mean, it, I mean, there is a great website, which we encourage people to look at, get an idea of all the products, and then come into the store because you can touch and feel and smell, and, and it's a whole different experience. But it can't really sustain itself as an online store because so many people need to sort of get out of their shells and get out of their house and want to do shopping. And so we had to find the right place, and we had to find where we're going to invest all this money. All these people are donating money to us, our nonprofit. We have to make sure – we find a place that's going to work. And so, yeah, a lot of us had to get our real estate friends and get our friends with different expertise on how to find the right spot. And I think we got really lucky and that this spot opened, but we could have easily been in Old Torrance. We could have been in Manhattan Beach or Redondo Beach. There were other places in Hermosa right on Pier Avenue we really liked. And this, this is kind of what, what came up at the right time, and it's, it's working. Oh, geez, I don't know that you want to be on Pier Avenue. Ooh, all those people coming in after having a couple of drinks. Oh, they would just well, that's what my friend, my, my friend Mohammed, who owns the Manhattan Beach or the Hermosa Beach bike store, told me that same thing. Really? <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't get me wrong. I love uh, Pier Avenue. I adore Pier Avenue. But, yeah. you know, I only think they're there for certain things, you know. 
Um, oh, it's, absolutely. So, it's a whole different it, environment. It is. It is. Because I can see people coming from the Catalina Cooking Store into your store, right? Absolutely. I, I mean, it, there's, there's a symbiotic thing going on. Um, on, you know, on Catalina and the surrounding blocks. So uh, that that's it's really amazing. Uh, a ton of thought, uh, determination. Uh, a lot of a lot of people, as you said, involved. You go to your friends, your real estate friends, for real estate expertise, and I'm sure you've got somebody that handles things like the books and uh, human sure. resources. Yeah, no, that that it's fantastic. Um, let let's give out um, your website, uh, your physical address. Um, and tell us about any uh, upcoming events you you have on the schedule. Um, our website is um, Redondo Beach at ten thousand villages dot com. And um, I'm no, trying to think about the upcoming... email. That's oh. an email. Okay, sorry about that. I was thinking that was the website. Okay, Tom, <laughs> what's the website? Well, I'm trying to type it in here. It's 10,000villages.com slash Redondo Beach, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. 10,000villages.com forward slash Redondo Beach. I'm sorry. And um, the upcoming event I can think of is um, centered around Valentine's Day and President's Day weekend. We'll be having a, um, a promotion in the store. So um, that's something that's going on from the 7th of February through the 17th. So through the Martin Luther King, or I'm sorry, Martin oh. Luther King President's Day holiday, um, and so we are, um, so we are we're, at, we're at 1907 South Catalina. We're right next to Dion's Art Gallery and right next to uh, uh, Kosh's uh, hair styling place. And all of us are great neighbors, and and it's it's a great community. Um, and, and, and we're open seven while, days a week. We're open seven days a week. Absolutely, that's another advantage we have with some of the family stores. You know, they need a day off, and we're open all the time. We, we try to stay open as much as we can. Well, and they have coffee. Yes, right? we do. Have coffee. <laughs> Absolutely. Fair trade coffee, fresh brewed every day yeah. for sampling. Yeah. Yeah. So as you walk yeah. by, you get a waft of it. You can smell the coffee, and it, it draws you in. Um, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should probably start wrapping this up. Well, what an amazing uh, journey we've been on. This, this, this is what I had hoped for, and this is what is the result, is that we have met 10,000 Villages as uh, their incarnation in our community. This is happening all over, potentially all over the world, uh, here and in Europe and other places that people are opening uh, 10,000 Villages shops and and what a what a what a synergy between the local retailer that wants to have a unique footprint in their community and having that unique footprint by by sourcing products from from 30 different countries plus probably 30 plus different countries that's really uh unique special as a retailer i appreciate that uh as potential uh, uh help uh tom Karen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, we look forward to uh, the future with 10,000 villages. We certainly do. And and I guess it just proves the fact that uh, we do have a village in the South Bay. It's called Riviera Village. 
<laughs> there you go. Yep. Uh, yep. Thank you, yep. Jack. Always a pleasure, Joe. <laughs> what a great show. Thank, ladies and gentlemen, well, we look forward to uh, uh, seeing you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., and uh, we're going to have a great show for you all about jewelry, which I'm kind of excited about. I just yeah, learned what the I am, GIA yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's going to be an interesting conversation. of America. Yeah. All right. We'll talk tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye now. Bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.